as otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and/or listener should consult a physician in matters related. To his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Zen Edison. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. After the healing session, George and I walked out of Pink and Soft together. With a final wave, he turned away and started west, in the opposite direction of where I was headed. As he walked into the late afternoon sun, I watched as its golden light accentuated his natural aura, like a two-tone color of rising sunlight against bronze gold. I'm usually happy with the results of my clients' healing sessions, but today with George, I was especially satisfied. You know how sometimes when things go right, it leaves you feeling warm and fuzzy inside. That all feels right in the world. Well, that was exactly how I was feeling at the moment. My heart steady and content. Closing my eyes, I took in a deep breath and slowly exhaled. Yeah, there was nothing like this feeling. Opening my eyes, I grabbed my cell phone and dialed Keegan's number. When he answered it on the first ring, I asked, "We still on for pizza?" I'm feeling the need for hot, gooey cheese pizza right now. I felt Keegan's smile as his warm, deep voice responded. Sounds like you had a good session. Yeah, I agreed, smiling as I looked back at the direction that George had taken. The street sparse with people and lit with the late afternoon sun. I was about to turn away when my eyes caught a movement on the sunlit concrete. Frowning, I blinked as I focused on what seems like a shadow pulling itself out from the light. And as I continued to stare at it, what emerged was a really large dog. Besides the normal kind of dogs like German Shepherds or Chihuahuas, I knew zero about any other breeds. It was huge, heavy, and hairy, with rich golden hair that glowed. Actually, he was glowing. His entire body glowed with the same exact color of the orange setting sun, including his eyes, which seemed to be laser focused on me as he slowly, leisurely headed in my direction. It stopped in its tracks. Its large, hairy head turning to his left, a golden spark flashing beside it. Ah! I heard Henry, my spirit guide, say to it, "Welcome, brother." Hmm. I thought. As I waved at Henry, I need to get going. Henry, I said silently to him in my head. Enjoy your reunion. 
Hey, you there? Keegan's voice floated out of my cell phone. I turned away from Henry and the dog and started to walk east in the direction of Tribeca, my home. Yeah, I'm here, Keegan. I responded as I briskly walked. Sorry, got distracted. Uh, what were you saying before? I was saying that it sounded like you had a good session today. Real good, I replied as I crossed the street on the green light. Where did you want to meet? He had opted for Little Italy, which wasn't too far from my house. And the brisk walk there was refreshing after hours in the healing session. When I got there, I stood outside for a few moments to take in the small corner Italian restaurant. It was called Irish Pasta. Just as I grabbed the handle to open the front door, my cell phone rang. Stepping away, I ducked around the corner to answer it. A man's voice asked, Is this Zen Edison, the intuitive tantric Reiki healer? My eyes narrowed at the sing-song tone of his voice. Who's asking, I asked. Sometimes I do get creeps calling me. He laughed in my ear. A referral from a friend of yours. And who is this friend of mine? My patience was beginning to wear thin. He responded immediately, Dr. Ambrose. When I heard this, my mind mulled over that name, which sounded so familiar. Then I remembered that Dr. Ambrose was Linda's sister's doctor at the hospital, the skeptic who called what I did hocus pocus. Yeah, he was a real sweetheart. And no, he wasn't my friend. Sorry, you got the wrong number, I said promptly as I disconnected the call. Now why in the world would Dr. Ambrose be referring me to anyone? I don't know what game that caller or the lovely doctor was playing, but I tagged out. I don't want anything to do with it. Or them. Before I could take two steps, my cell phone rang again. Taking a deep breath, I briefly considered letting the call slide into voicemail. But my curiosity got the best of me. And the chance to tell someone off was just too tempting to let pass. As soon as I answered it, the man cried out, Don't hang up! Aren't you supposed to be some fucking psychic or something? Don't you know who I am? The real question you should be asking, I said patiently to him, is who the fuck cares who you are? I promptly hung up on him again. This time, I didn't move as I started a countdown in my head. Five, four, three. When my cell phone rang, I answered it again without saying a word. Didn't need to when he charged right ahead. Look, I'm John G. Reader, a reporter for the Daily Seconds. I wanted to get a fucking reading from you. Oh, so you're gonna play like that, are you? I thought as my eyes rolled. Buddy, I said, my patience done with this conversation. I don't know who you think you're fooling, but using a hotshot reporter's name of a huge newspaper gets you shit from me. I don't do readings. Give my regards to your friend Dr. Ambrose and stop calling this number. I clicked the red disconnect button soundly and blocked his number. Gotta love smartphones. Mentally shaking it off, I went into the restaurant. As soon as I entered his homey interior, the lovely comforting smell of spaghetti sauce and garlic bread tickled my nose and made my stomach growl loudly. I saw Keegan wave at me from a booth in the back and as I made my way to him, I decided that I wanted more than pizza. Sliding into the seat in front of him, I smiled as I noted that his dark brown beard was a bit fuller now. Thor was sporting a nice beard and his face was able to hold it well. Some people look strange with hair on their faces, but Keegan wore his pretty well. He smiled at me, his dark eyes sharp. What's wrong, Z? My eyebrows rose as I returned his look. Since when can you read minds, Keegan? His lovely smile deepened, bringing out a dimple in his cheek since I became a cop. You okay? I shrugged lightly. Yeah, I'm fine. 
Just got a crank call is all. Hmm, he murmured as his eyes searched my face. You want to talk about it? Nothing to talk about, I said as I shook my head. Oh, and by the way, I stopped and reached into my messenger bag and pulled out a clean, embroidered linen handkerchief. I held it out to him and he took it with a smile. I had taken it from him on the day at the hospital and had been waiting for a chance to give it back. Now, who in the world still uses cloth hankies, much less have his initials sewn into it? I forgot about this. Thanks. He inclined his head in thanks before tucking it into his breast pocket. He wore a simple white dress shirt tucked neatly into well-worn blue jeans. Now tell me why you use a hanky, I asked, my head tilting slightly. What's wrong with Kleenexes? Nothing's wrong, he countered without hesitation, but before he could continue, a good-looking lady stepped up to our booth. She was wiping her wet hands on her well-worn red apron, her rich sable hair pulled back into a ponytail, but random strands were riding around her face. Her energy was strong, vibrant, and quite open. I immediately liked her. I looked between her and Keegan, smiling as their fraternal twin's energy shone through quite clearly. He just likes it because of our dad. He idolizes the man. The lady looked at Keegan who sat back in his seat, his arm resting along the back of the booth. I'm Kira his sister. I shook her outstretched hand and had to admire her strong grip. I'm Zanetism, but you can call me Z. Z, she repeated, a spark lighting up her dark brown eyes as they were as penetrating as Keegan's as she looked at me for long moments. Pretty name. Releasing my hand, she waved at a large man who emerged from the kitchen. Jimmy, come over and meet Z. I stood up and shook his hand, who I gathered was her husband. He was a hearty, robust fella. His energy was as strong and vibrant as his wife. They were a well-matched couple, I thought. I could see that they were the heart of the Irish pasta. Welcome, Z, Jimmy said as he stared at me as hard as his wife. Order whatever you want. Everything's delicious and fresh-made. Kira cut in. She doesn't need to order anything, Jimmy. Casting her eyes at me mischievously, she continued. Girl needs a bit of meat on her bones. Bring out your best cheesy dishes, hun. I opened my mouth to stop him, but Jimmy had already lumbered through the kitchen door. Thank you. I called after him instead before sitting back down. No thanks necessary, Z. Kira said as she brushed that aside. We're all family here. Winking at Keegan, she turned away to greet incoming customers. Keegan glanced my way, lifting his glass of water to his mouth. Yep, that's my family. I made myself more comfortable on my seat. So, did I pass the test? He smiled and winked at me. What do you think? It was a rhetorical question, and we lapsed into a comfortable silence. Before long, the place became packed with customers, the noise level rising as people enjoyed the company and delicious food. And it really was. We feasted on incredible cheesy meat lovers lasagna and lobster nochi with plenty of fresh garlicky bread. So garlicky that I was going to reek of garlic for the next couple of days. It was a lovely meal and the nicest ending to the day when Keegan walked me back to my building in Tribeca. Standing outside the entrance to the lobby, I looked up at him. So you can check off us having a date since that was what happened tonight. His dark eyebrows twisted into a light frown. Tonight wasn't a date. You still owe me that date. Wasn't a date, I repeated as I returned his frown. It was a meet-the-family meal. I've already met your family. How is this not considered a date? 
I put my hands on my hips. By the way, if I had known I was going to meet your sister, I'd have brought wine or something. It's just my sister, Z. Keegan protested. If it was a formal meet, it would be with my parents and my grandma. He put up both hands, but that's down the line. After the date, I rolled my eyes at him and saw that he thought that he had won this round. I watched his lean face lighten with that big grin of his, and I couldn't help but smile back. It was at that moment, behind his right shoulder, that I noticed the dog. Frowning, I looked at the furry golden hair spirit dog. Its massive size sitting on his large haunches, several feet behind us. His large face with glowing sun golden eyes were looking at us good-naturedly. Then I saw a tall, determined man striding quickly in our direction. My spidey senses immediately opened, sending tingles throughout my body. Keegan turned at that moment. He and I looking at the man making a beeline toward us. Yo! The tall man shouted as he waved his arm. Reiki healer. If he hadn't said that, I'd have started looking around to see if he wasn't calling out to someone else. Now, how did John G. Reader know what I looked like? Friend of yours? Keegan asked as he shifted his body to stand in front of me. But recognition sounded on his voice as he murmured, "Reader, you know him?" I asked as I stepped out from behind him, standing beside him. Met him a couple of times on cases. Keegan said with a frown, "What's he doing here?" He was the crank caller I was talking about earlier. I replied as I watched the golden spirit dog stand up. Then his bulky form, twice the size of a Saint Bernard. I thought he was a spam caller. That's really John G. Reader, the reporter. I asked incredulously, glancing up at Keegan. He nodded as he stayed focused on the incoming person. The distance between us was closing fast, and in the last few feet, Reader launched into a sprint. I watched as the golden spirit dog leisurely lumbered into the middle of the sidewalk, completely blocking the path. Watched with open mouth as Reader crashed into him, bouncing off like a ball smacking into a Wall. The man went sprawling onto the concrete, long arms and legs flailing wildly. Even from our distance, we heard the audible crack of his body as he landed on a pile of trash. Wincing, my eyes immediately darted from Reader to the spirit dog, who was completely unperturbed. He hadn't moved from his spot, solid as an actual wall, and was now moving towards us. Leisurely, keeping himself between us and Reader, Keegan was helping the poor man to his unsteady feet. Both of Reader's hands and his left cheek bleeding from angry scratches. Did you need me to call nine one one, Reader? He asked as the reporter held onto his arm shakily. What the hell was that? Reader shouted as he looked back at the empty sidewalk. What the fuck just happened? Did you see what crashed into me? Keegan shook his head. Nothing crashed into you, Reader. He released Reader's hands and took a step back. I think you just slipped and fell, man. You were going a bit fast. The fuck I did! Reader shouted angrily, his face red as a blister. Something fucking crashed into me. He turned to the growing crowd. Did anyone see it? What the fuck crashed into me? But there were only heads shaking negative as they slowly dispersed. Random comments floating from them. Reader's gray eyes darted feverishly here and there, but there was nothing. There was no construction, no barrier, no anything for him to claim negligence and sue the bejesus out of someone. Then his eyes fell on me. You did this to me. He shouted as he made it to run up to me, but was stopped by Keegan, who had simply stepped in between us. What the fuck did you do to me? 
I didn't say anything as again the huge spirit dog put himself between me and Reader. My mouth dropped to the floor when the dog sneezed mightily, his huge furry head shaking. Instantly, Reader started coughing and sneezing as if he was having a sun allergy attack. Keegan took a big step back from the man as Reader placed his hands on his knees, wheezing, coughing, and sneezing as if he just snorted a noseful of black pepper. I looked at the huge spirit dog, saying in my head, "Would you stop, please?" Thank you, but enough. And watched as the dog sat down on his haunches in front of me, his glowing eyes on Reader. Coming up behind Keegan, I said softly behind his left shoulder, "You're not going to help the man out with your handkerchief, Keegan." But the look that he gave me spoke volumes, which had me snickering behind his back. A passerby felt bad for Reader because he pressed a full water bottle into the dude's hands before walking away. After a few long moments, Reader quieted it down. Keegan offered, "Do you need an ambulance, Reader? You look like shit." But the tall man simply shook his head, his face pink with sweat. <laughs> When he was finally able to straighten up, he sighed out heavily, using his sleeves to mop his nose and face. Damn, he murmured with exhaustion, his eyes on me. When you give someone the whammy, man, it hurts. Watch your mouth, I said calmly, my eyes holding his, or I'll sue you for slander. What do you want, reader? And how did you get my address? I'm a reporter. I have huge connections," he said indignantly. "What I wanted was a fucking reading from you. Don't you have to touch my dick or something?" And what I told you earlier was that I don't do readings. I shouted at him, my temper rising. I started ticking off my fingers one after another. One invasion of privacy. Two. Harassment outside my home. Three. No means no, motherfucker. The incredible wave of intense energy that flowed out of him smacked me in my face, making it absolutely impossible for me not to read his energy. Images of him and Dr. Ambrose talking. They were friends, and Ambrose passed my address to him. Saw how he had convinced him that I was a fraud that needed to be exposed. Reader saw himself as a cape crusader, a muckraker, a true seeker for the masses. A hero who wasted no time to see truth and justice saw him reaching out to a detective friend for a favor to get a photo of me. Then the smell of actual shit babbled me over. I covered my nose and mouth with my hand, wincing at the stench that was coming from him. Keegan was saying to him, "Back up, buddy, if you don't want to get arrested for harassment." Just as Reader was saying at the same moment, "What the fuck are you doing here, Keegan?" Both men were shoving at each other, and someone shouted, "Call nine one one!" Keegan shouted back. I am nine one one. I stepped out to them, but staying behind Keegan and the spirit dog, reader, I shouted, "You really want me to read you? Don't you need a fucking crystal ball or something?" He replied back, his eyes flashing. "Give me that fucking reading because I'll call you out for the fucking fraud that you are." When was the last time you took a dump, reader? I said loudly at him, my head tilting slightly. The silence that followed was deafening. I watched the man's mouth open and close like a fish out of water. He was a tall man, almost equal height to Keegan, but he. He was extremely thin and trim, while Keegan was built like Thor. Who the fuck are you, Reader? Finally demanded breathlessly, as if he had just run a marathon. I continued to look at him very calmly. Right now, I'm your fucking guardian angel, you motherfucker. Check it out or don't. It's completely up to you. If I see you here again, I'm pressing charges. With that, Reader turned beet red, bent over, and he promptly vomited on the sidewalk. Later that evening, after a nice hot shower, I was getting ready for bed when Keegan called me. Keegan had called the ambulance for Reader and accompanied the man to the hospital. He was a saint. Toxic megacolon, Keegan said as a matter of factly. He was so full of shit it caused a tear in his colon. 
I heard the wince in his voice as he continued. Hate to say this, but if he hadn't gotten mad like he did, it would have gone undetected because the lucky bastard would have continued to ignore the symptoms and could have died. Great, I said as I looked at Howard, my newly self-appointed spirit dog who was sitting at the base of my bed, watching me with calm eyes, his gold tongue hanging out of his large mouth. Lucky bastard certainly did have a group of guardian angels looking after him today. Keegan laughed at my dry tone. Yeah, you happen to be one of them and you just didn't know it. He added, when we do go out on our date, let's not have anything like this to end our evening. Deal? I smiled back at him. Deal. Status of the case of the toxic megacolon? Not sure. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxblatt.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on medium.com.